Dan's Driving Double Feature presents Howling 2 and 7-2, a minute-by-minute podcast covering 1985's Howling 2, Your Sister is a Werewolf, and 1994's Howling, New Moon, Thank You, Rising. I'm your host, Dan. Welcome. And when you hear the wolf howl two more times... The, the wolf howl two more times. We shall begin. Son of a bitch. There we go. Let's begin. It's Dan. I just get a kick out of that beginning. I think it's fun. I don't know. It's, it's just silly. I'll, I'll, I'll think of another one soon. Um, well, I could probably think of another one right now, but I, I like that one. You know, this is only the third time you've heard it. So so this is episode four of Howling 2 and 7-2. Um, we are, yeah, the, the fourth minutes of Howling 2 and the fourth minute of Howling New Moon Rising. And um, I feel like we should just... Uh, leap right in uh what what else is there to talk about you know me i know you i hope you're doing well i'm doing okay well i'm sitting here i'm I'm actually sitting here slightly uncomfortably on a kind of small chair with my dog george and uh i just finished my my work week and uh it's friday afternoon and i'm i'm a little tired and i thought i'd just take an hour and a half to do some recording but george won't get off the chair so uh, we're kind of vying for space right here. But and he he doesn't have to talk though. That's the thing. He just watches. He enjoys it. He likes he likes werewolf movies. He's a big fan. He thinks there should be more were dog movies. That's George. That's George. So uh, join uh, George the dog and myself as we watch and listen to minute four of I almost I almost said minute two of Howling Four. Minute four of Howling Two. Your sister is a werewolf. We left off with, we are in Los Angeles, we are at a funeral, and there is a priest speaking over a coffin. Mine enemies triumph over me. The death of anyone is a sad occasion, but the senseless killing of Karen Marie White, a young woman murdered in the prime of her life, leaves us all with a feeling of anger and hopelessness. It is small consolation to her family and friends, but unfortunately it is a sign of the terrible times we live in that the anonymous violence characterizing our cities can claim the life of a human being for no reason at all. Nothing we can say or do can bring Karen back. But her death might serve some purpose if it causes us... So this is the funeral of Dee Wallace's character, Karen White. From She has Karen something, it's a different, different last name in the Howling novel. 
um, but Karen, yes, Karen is uh, is yeah, Dee Wallace's character, and uh, there are lots of people at this funeral, and the majority of the minute is a slow sort of tracking shot along the people in the front row. We see a woman throw a significant look at someone else. My, the best moment in the minute, because it's a rather dour minute, and the um, the priest the priest is slightly funny looking when they cut to him in a close up. His face looks. An asymmetrical or something I don't know he looks like he's looking like he looks like a pieced together priest and it's interesting because we see the woman in the in the coffin and she looks well and she looks kind of like D Wallace I know they didn't they didn't call D Wallace back just to um, be in the coffin but it, it works for what it is although although I did have a moment when I was watching it the first time and I still get this moment where I'm like oh yeah that's right so from the first one yes okay the, the the best moment of the minute there's not really much to say about this minute because it's just people watching a priest who um you know who isn't happy with the world well i guess um i guess don't try try to try to get yourself in a parish that's not in los angeles i guess is the best way to um to handle it the well anyway the the, the best moment so the camera's tracking along slowly and you're seeing everyone in the front row and you see this woman throw a look um, across the aisle. And the camera pans over and you see a guy and an older woman. And then somewhere in there, the, the priest says something along the lines of, you know, the, the, all the tragedy in this world and everything and the evil can leave you with, you know, feeling absolute, you know, feeling absolute without, with all the evil and all the everything in this world can leave you with just, just feeling absolute hopelessness. About four seconds later, who do we see in the front row? Mr. Reb Brown. And you know what? All the hopelessness drains away, baby. Suddenly, there's no more chance of hopelessness here because we know that if need be, he is going to yell, leap over that pew, punch that priest in the face, throw him through the tabernacle, and just keep running and tear it all down if he needs to. I mean, I can see, I mean, can you? There are two huge poles in the background. I know Red Brown's arms aren't that long. Maybe he could Freddy Krueger him. But I'm just I'm just seeing him go up there and using his Red Brown power to push those apart and the whole thing come toppling down if need be. That's not what's going to happen. That doesn't have anything to do with it. Um, but I like to, you see, I mean, obviously, I don't think then red brown hadn't been in a lot of stuff at that time he'd been in a few things he's in that boxing episode with where he boxes ralph malf and happy days and he'd been in some other things uh you're the hunter from the future of course was it was a year or two before this strike commando is somewhere around here all the great 80s action movies he's in um, but in this, um, when you see him kind of like in a suit with his hair calm and you know the little old lady kind of leaning against him and a little girl next to him he's um I hope they're all family, not like like maybe he kind of like sat on the edge, you know, and gradually pushed him into the center, and he's just thinking, man, I gotta pee. Wow, but how do I get over this 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 pile of people? He'll probably just step right over the pew, like I said, or knock the pew down. But there there isn't a lot. There isn't a lot happening in this movement in this minute, if I can be honest. It's it's a um it's a funeral for a woman. If you don't remember the howling. You're not gonna remember. I don't think you, I didn't remember the name. If you if you don't remember the howling, you're, you're probably not going to remember the name. And because the person kind of looks like D. Wallace, but doesn't quite look like D. Wallace, you can be forgiven for looking at this person going. Should I know who that is? 
I, I don't know, did I spoil everything for you? I, I, I didn't mean to do that. That wasn't my intention. But yeah, there's, there's not much that actually happens in this matter. I guess there's going to be a shorter episode of this. But it's just like, it's a funeral. Uh, there's a woman there. We see a sad man. We see a woman looking around almost furtively. We see Christopher Lee in the background. We see a priest with a strangely shaped face. And a woman in the coffin who we may or may not know. And I'll tell you, we are supposed to know who that is. So, spoiler, spoiler. So... Anyway, that, that's kind of this minute. There's not much else that's happening. So I guess let's, let's go on to Howling uh, 7 um, because there might be something happening there. We have the cop talking with a priest and showing the priest who deals with supernatural stuff. And he's showing the priest a um, uh, the picture of that... Um, uh, that that's uh, the skeleton in the sand that they found at the beginning of the movie. So uh, listen to this minute four of Howling New Moon Rising. The body was found about four weeks after the circus left town. Inspector, why are you telling me this? The man was the transient. The last time he was seen was when he was snatching a bag from this woman. This is an old photo. Are you sure you have the right woman? Man. She disappeared right after her bag was stolen. We identified her through home video shot at the circus. Very loose summers. You want to tell me about her? Like why you filed a missing persons report on her? First, I need to know more about this murder. Specifically, how was he killed? Well, the consensus of opinion is he was killed by a wolf. The only thing is that this wolf would have had to have been twice the size of the Hound of the Baskervilles. What? Under the Baskervilles, it was a Sherlock. What else, Inspector? What else? Well, according to the experts, y'all aren't going to find out what uh, the experts have to say until the next minute, unfortunately. But this is, yeah, this is the uh, the priest and and the cop having a chat and and watching a few minutes of, or a few seconds of, Howling Six, the Freaks. Now, there, there, this actually has the exact same minute that the thing in it that the the, the the Howling Two minute has, where you you sit there and you watch and you go. Okay, she looks familiar, and then they say the name, and you're like, well, I guess that name is familiar, but the circus, so that's Howling Six. Okay, so that's that's um, that's a woman from Howling Six, and we can we can talk more about that later. But it but it is interesting that they um, the I mean like, like I've said, this this film will tie together Howling's four, five, and six, and when you remember that four is a four is technically a remake of one that focuses more on the original novel which kind of Joe Dante and John Sayles kind of threw out um, then you can see this kind of all trying to tie things together as it were so so yeah so so this is basically them discussing the body of that guy who was a transient circus was in town which is howling six and um, uh, and he snatched the purse from that woman who who was in Howling Six, and we learned the yeah the I'm not just telling you what you just heard, but but you may not know the Howling Six portion of it. I mean, I think I actually saw this before Howling Six, so when I sat there watching, I was like, what is happening? And the only reason why I knew that it was Howling Six because I knew Howling Six took place at a um at a carnival at a circus, um. It's been so long since I've seen six. I've seen four and five um, more recently. I should say, I think four, five, and six are on like a DVD or something, aren't they? I think. Like I've said before, like Howling 
and Howling 2 are out on nice Blu-rays. Howling 3 you can find on a decent old, I want to say Anchor Bay DVD. 4, 5, and 6 you got to get on like a triple feature DVD. And 7, just Laserdisc, baby. Just Laserdisc. And the chances of 7, unless they do some big set, the chances of 7 coming out anywhere... No, no. At least like Curse of the Headless Horseman, which is the same sort of thing that Seven does, is um, you can you can you can hook up with Carnival Blood. Oh, newsflash: George the dog is gone, so I'm back in the chair by myself. Moving the mic a little closer, leaning back. How you all do? Oh, there's a nice pillow. What the heck was I talking about? Oh, um, Howling Six, Howling Four. Yeah, yeah, Howling. Howling 7, I can't say... I mean, there, there's every chance that they could do a set of the Howling movies. But they're not like... They're not like the Nightmare on Elm Street's all the new line or Friday the 13th, Paramount, new line. They're all over the place, as far as I can sort of see. So, it was like... It, was, it looks like, um, you know, the... Uh, the, the property kept kind of passes pass going from hand to hand kind of I, I mean I do like the fact that you know three sort of well I don't know if you call them major but three big franchise of the 80s the second and third movies of of each are are the one only ones that are directed by the same people like Friday the 13 two and three Steve Miner howling two and three Philippe Mora and uh, police Academy two and three Jerry Paris I, I kind of like that. That I, I don't know why that is. And it's not like... I mean, I, th I think the thing, if you watch Howling 2 and then Howling 3, Howling 3 feels more like something. Feels... Has a crazy... Th well, they both have a craziness, but just the absolute weirdness of Howling 3 is just so nuts. But yeah, you know, and Police Academy 3, of course, basically just redoes Police Academy 1. And Friday 13th Part 3 um, creates the Jason as we know it in 3D. So, anyway, uh, what's, yeah, so, so this minute is basically the the cop talking to the priest about this guy. And it's fairly circuitous because when he begins, the, you know, when he ends, we end the previous minute, he makes it sound like he's going to that priest because he looks into the supernatural. But then he, about halfway through, he says, you know, well, I'm here because you filed a missing report on this person's report on this woman. And this dead guy had her purse. Did he have a purse? I don't know. I forget if he had. If we saw her, him with a purse, but um, reported taking her purse, I guess. So, yeah. So, so this this it's interesting because we don't know who these characters are. We don't know who that guy on the motorcycle was. And now suddenly we're getting shown brief snippets of Howling Six, which I would think a lot of people who saw Seven had probably seen. They were so erratic the way the movies came out. They were, you know, direct to video and oh my gosh, Howling Five is out. How the hell did it get up to five? You know, I don't, I don't remember three or four. So the the fact that Seven immediately um, brings up Six and saying that yeah the um, this woman had a purse stolen by this guy and this guy was killed by what was probably a werewolf and there's a little another Sherlock Holmes reference obviously at the end there. And uh, the the cop really likes his Sherlock Holmes stuff and really wants to. Um, I I wonder if you know Sherlock Holmes isn't a um, isn't a cop. Maybe he wants to be a detective. I don't know. I mean, he looks like the kind of cop who's a few days away from retirement, kind of thing. So we'll see. So 
I mean, I do like the thing that the two minutes share in common in this episode is that both of them reference a woman from the previous movie in the series where you have to think about it for a moment before you realize that's what's going on. Here, you, you, could, you, could, almost, you could almost think that they were trying to tell a new story except for the fact that like the carnival for the brief moment you see like the, the shot with Mary Lou Summers there like on like a almost like a catwalk looking down there are about a 15 or 20 people up there with her so this is not like um this is not like a, a this this was actually in Howling 6 this was happening so I'd have to see it again though I have not seen I I, I, I will watch Howling 6 again soon before I get too deep into this because 4 I remember pretty darn clearly 5 I just watched a couple years ago and um, it's pretty straightforward but 6 oh it's been decades so yeah so that is minute 4 here so yeah we have um, a guy killed possibly by a wolf and we have a priest who reported this woman gone missing and um, yeah why the I don't like, like I said, the cop goes there and you think he's going to talk to him about the supernatural stuff, but then he's like, I'm here because you reported her, this woman missing. So why did he start off with, I'm here because, you know, you're this priest who did supernatural and things that the church finds unsanitary. I don't want to know what the church finds unsanitary. So that is, uh, that is, the, that is the minute here. So we got um, very, very, um, very priest heavy these two minutes very priest heavy and very slightly confusing as regards to women who may or may not have been in the previous movie uh, kind of thing and uh, i mean you, you applaud it though because like three i don't i don't know if three three may have had a reference to one or two i don't remember but like four didn't five didn't six didn't those are all standalone werewolf movies so the fact that seven within five minutes brings up the previous movie may have been a shock and surprise to dedicated howling fans i'm doing this podcast and i don't know that i'm a dedicated howling fan anyway this is episode four of howling two and seven two my name is dan i hope you enjoyed it and let us let me play a little bit of this and next time uh, more priests <laughs>